Hey, Long Island Ladies Podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Just let me explain. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast so you can hear it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hey, you're now tuning into the Long Island Ladies podcast, where every week Andrea and myself talk about the latest topics and issues. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's get into it. Cheers! Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Long Island Ladies podcast. It's your girl, Liz, and I'm here with a special guest. She's a wife, she's a mother, and she also happens to be Andrea's sister-in-law. Her name is Francesca Panbianco. She's a professional, positive, inspirational coach. Francesca, welcome to the show. Thank you. How's it going over there? Great. Good, good. Um, I really wanted you on the show because when you had told me that you were going through this journey, I was obviously on a personal level very intrigued and I personally wanted to know more. And if there's anybody that is listening to this episode right now, if you find this episode and you find it to be inspirational and you find it to be helpful in some sort of way this is why I had Francesca on you know I I feel like when you told me this story and you told me you were doing this I thought this was absolutely amazing just amazing especially now during like a pandemic I don't know how you're doing it honestly how like how was that going how are you able to pursue this profession and I also wanted to know why you wanted to pursue this profession well, first, I want to say thank you so much. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm honored to be here. So what was the first question? Oh, my first question to you was, how are you handling going to school and doing this and um, during a pandemic? But I also, my first question to you really is, what made you want to pursue this as a profession? Um, so long story short, mm-hmm. I, um, I have my bachelor's degree in psychology Okay. and I was 5% of the whole country to have a job in my field before I even graduated. Mm-hmm. And I was working with people with disabilities and I was a okay. um, case manager. Okay. And it was just so rewarding mm. um, and it made you feel good and you were helping others feel like, you know, they had independence when they never felt that. And um, when I left and I started um, a totally different business, I do compliance for hedge funds, which I still do and I mm-hmm. love. I didn't have that 
feeling of fulfillment okay that I got working with these individuals gotcha and my kids are five and four right now and there was before the pandemic happened mm-hmm. they were going to be in school full time so right. I was like, oh I'm going to have extra time let me invest in myself and I started going to IPEC coaching and um I got one out of the four certifications so far. By the end of the month, I'll have the rest. Okay. That's really exciting. Mm-hmm. And, um, but now it kind of, with the pandemic, I had to like figure out, because my kids are also doing 100% remote learning mm-hmm. and I have my full-time um, business. Okay. And plus I'm finishing up school and coaching. Okay. Um, so it's all about balance. Yeah. That's gotta be difficult, especially my, that was kind of what you just answered my second question, which has it been difficult with going to school, having your other job, you know, with the zoom and with the kids doing zoom and how has that been going? Like how, how do you balance that? Well, how I balance it is that I made a routine. I practice it before school even started because it's very important to me to be able to provide for my family and meet my own goals. So I'm happy with myself mm-hmm. and I can be the best mother I can be for my children. That's awesome. So it's really about balancing and figuring out okay you know something you know even if something happens you know because life happens Mm -hmm. right I have the luxury of doing things on my own time that's awesome that's awesome Cody you're interrupting stop see (laughs) I knew this was gonna happen no all right All right, my next question to you is, what is the most fulfilling part of becoming a professional, positive, inspirational coach? Um, really working on myself. Okay. And learning how to help others. Um, whether it be about mindset, whether it be, because I'm taking people who are functional right. and bringing them to optimal living. What, what, now, when you say you're bringing them to optimal living, what does that, what does that mean? Um, that means that they become, like, not become, but they feel fulfillment. They feel like they they're where they want to be they're happy they don't feel like oh I wish I did this oh I wish I can do this they are getting to a point that like okay I want to do this I don't care about what other people say Mm -hmm. and I have this dream for a reason because it's my dream this is where I'm supposed to go. 
That's awesome. I love that. Now, when you get, when you have, have you had it? Let me rephrase this well. When you speak to your clients, um, are, how do they, when they come to you, how do they feel? What is it? What is the energy like? I'm, I'm curious. Like, is, I know I spoke to you earlier about like a lot of, have, do you a lot of your clients, cl- sorry, client, I can't speak today. Clients, sorry. Okay. Um, I know that they go through a lot of trauma and I was curious about that like what is their energy like when they come to you i'm just curious is it i just wanted to know i was well it all depends honestly okay um sometimes they can be low energy sometimes they could be higher energy it depends where they are at Mm -hmm. in the process okay um when I'm talking to a new client mm-hmm. or potential client, mm-hmm. I highly recommend them to take the ELI assessment, which is the energy leadership in, um, index, which it's a personality assessment. It, it goes over what it does is it kind of puts you on paper. And there's two charts. The first Mm -hmm. chart is your energetic uh, profile, and then it drops down to your energetic stressor reaction. So the top one, the energetic profile is you on any given day with no stressors. And it shows you what percentages you are in in all the one through seven energy levels because we're all all seven. And then when what does that mean? The energy levels being one through seven. So the first two are Mm -hmm. catabolic. The third one is a mixture of anabolic and catabolic, like the entryway to anabolic. And then four to seven is anabolic energy, which catabolic energy is stress-related, heavy. Um, It's it's a tearing down force. Okay. And and anabolic energy is light. It's a building up force. And And that's what you provide your clients. Right. I, I teach them about these energy levels and what's so amazing about the assessment is my client by the mm-hmm. end, because I go through all the energy levels and what they're in each, you know, for the energetic profile, the percentage, the, and the stress reaction percentage. And I go through all of them. So by the end, they know what they want to work on. That's good. Take it from there. Wow. How did now? How do they do that? Do, is it like an online? Yeah. So course I, they t- that they take. No, it's a, it's an assessment. So it takes like twenty minutes. Okay. But the thing about it is that you have to be honest, and there's no right or wrong answers. 
And it's whatever comes to your mind right off the bat, that's your answer. And yeah, it's actually quite amazing. Wow. Now, how, because of the, because of the pandemic, mm -hmm. you've been meeting your clients now through Zoom? Yes. So, or on the telephone. Or on the telephone. Have you met anybody in person yet or no? Mm -hmm. No. So you have, so I don't know if you're going to be able to answer this, but uh, what is the difference between meeting somebody through Zoom and then meeting somebody like on more of like a, you know, personal interaction? Like, do you, like, I don't know if you'd be able to answer that because you've been coaching through Zoom, but um, I always felt, because, you know, I've been an avid person going, you know, I go to therapy and whatnot. And I always felt that Zoom to me wasn't helping. I always felt like personal interaction was a lot better for me. I, I felt more fulfilled in that way than I did through Zoom. So I, I wanted to know what the differences would be like, you know, how do you feel about it? Honestly, this was one of my big concerns. Mm-hmm because I'm starting a business from scratch. I don't know anybody in this field. Right. And personally, I, I have no problem going, networking, going to things by myself and talking to people. I could mm -hmm. talk all day. Mm -hmm. Um. And I feel the energy and, you know, it's, it's, it's different. It is different, but I'm getting used to it. And even on zoom, I can still feel the energy. You can, I can. And I, some, a lot of people always have like a problem, like opening up through, I mean, I don't have that problem with you because I know you personally, but like, if I had just met you yesterday, I, I personally would have felt like, oh, okay, I can't open up to this person. I want to be able to feel their energy in person, but everybody's different. You know, not everybody's the same. Absolutely. But also people, if you're on zoom and you see my face and you're talking to me, I'm also very welcoming That's and right. I don't judge. Right. And people sense that and right. they can tell. Okay. Um, so I, that comes natural and I was worried about that. Like, how are people going to feel comfortable with that meeting me? And like, um, personally, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but I've met so many people through Zoom and I feel like I know them. You like get this deep soul connection and it's like they've been your friend forever it's like a long lost best friend that you haven't talked to in a long time i see you're so i love that you love that and like i wish i was more like open to doing like therapy through zoom like i was in the beginning of the pandemic and i i after a while i couldn't do it anymore i just felt like I needed to have that personal interaction or like to go there, cry it out, you know, get emotional. I wanted them to, I want them to be able to really feel my feelings. And I always felt like Zoom wasn't doing that, 
but at, like you like you said it's different for everybody you know so, yeah i love it's that also you, the mindset you know right. it's also like why do you feel that you have to be in the room for them to see you cry you if you're on zoom they're gonna see you cry they're gonna feel your emotion i can feel the emotion yeah yeah you can feel yeah. my emotion i absolutely feel i feel um, your energy getting <laughs> <laughs> no but i feel i don't know what it is it you know i think it had also a lot to do with that um i had changed my therapist like right before the pandemic so I don't know if that had something to do with that. It, it literally had two weeks with that person. And then we went into quarantine and then I was doing zoom. I was doing zoom calls for like about a month. And then I had texted my therapist and had said, you know, I just think that I'd rather wait until the pandemic is over until we could see, you know, see, we're able to see each other one-on-one -on -one because I just feel like I'm not getting, I, I don't feel like I'm getting what I want through the conversation through zoom. I, I, I don't know what it is. Not feeling I don't know. Feeling. Yeah. Maybe, or maybe it's just because that person was new. I, I don't know. I don't know. I you know, and now I wish I kind of stuck with it for a little longer and then, but it, I get, like you said, everybody's different. And these are the times we're living in currently right now. So there's nothing, you know, there's not much we can really do about it. Absolutely. Like, honestly, I, before the pandemic and I decided to invest in myself and pursue this, I wasn't thinking I was going to have to do an online business. I know. You know I what know. I mean? But now I'm going to be doing an all, I'm building an online business and you know what? I'm excited. I love to learn. And you know, what's so amazing is that every client I have or get, I'm going to learn something from because everyone has different experiences in life, right? It right. could be similar, but they're different. And we all take something a little bit different. So you're not only going to learn from me, I'm going to learn from you. Hmm. And I'm all about learning. I love to grow. I always feel that there's always more. I can always learn, always be better, always. And that's how I go. Like I, and I'm excited. I wake up in the morning excited. That's awesome. I wish I was that po like positive, like every, well, that's why you're a positive. You coach. can be. I know. I know <laughs> what it is. I feel like, and I don't know if it, I, I'm sure a lot of your clients feel this way too, that like, this pandemic has definitely brought out the worst or has brought out a different, I wouldn't say the worst, I would say a different side to everybody. I mean, but there are a lot of pause. I will say the one positive thing that, that came out of this pandemic for me personally was creating this podcast. I didn't know that I could be this creative, you know, ever, but, um, that's the one positive thing I will say that came out of this pandemic, but that I've seen different, what's the right word I want to, I want to, I've, I've seen a different, I don't want to say a different shade of me or a different, you know, side, I guess. Yeah. I guess a different side. I've seen a different side to myself this year 
than I ever have. And it's not the, it's, I, I, I gotta say, I, I, there was a period and I was telling Sean that I, you know, I'm not a hundred percent happy with the way that this year has turned out. And I've been very, very down on myself a lot. I've also gained the quarantine 15. And I know a lot of, you know, I'm sure everybody's gone through that, but it's a different, it, it, I feel very, oh God, I can't, I, yeah, a different, a, dark, a little bit of a darker side, a different, I, I call it the shady side. Like there's like the shady side of Liz. And, and, and I gotta say this year has definitely brought it out in me. I've never been th- this dark before. And I don't know if it has something to do with the pandemic or it has something to do with the environment I'm in. I also had lost my job for a few months. So I, it, it definitely, all those things combined definitely heightened everything. And I'm wondering if a lot of your clients had felt that way too. Absolutely. You know, honestly, Liz, it's first, I'm going to say you're being hard on yourself. I know, you know, and I say that we're all hard on ourselves. I'm guilty of it too, at times. Right. But at the end of the day, you're healthy. I'm alive. Yeah, you're healthy, you're alive, you have a roof over your head, you have food on your table. These are the things that matter. You could pay your bills, you know, um, and you're going to lose the weight. Weight comes and goes, and this has been such a weird year for everybody. Like. Mm-hmm people's lives been turned upside down. And honestly, I have a lot to be thankful for and I'm grateful for. And even with my kids being, I made the choice that they were gonna be 100% remote learning. Mm -hmm. And I don't regret it for a second. I get this time with them. I get to help them learn. And I love being with my kids. And I've also been able to pursue my own dreams with them home. Nothing's going to stop me. I am unstoppable. I don't think about, oh, I have to do this. And now I can't do that. No, I, how I think is I have, to, I'm, I want to do this <laughs> and I'm going to make it work. We have 24 hours in a day. We mm-hmm. all get the same amount of time. And to, you lose weight, you gain weight. It's a vicious cycle and it's hard. And I've gained weight as well, which I'm working on losing the weight, but I have to accept who right. I am and where I'm at right now. And I have to know I'm perfect just as I am mm-hmm. right now. And I can only get better and anybody can get better as long as they're open to learning and wanting to grow. 
and have an open mind. Now, what do you, now, the second part of my question is, do your, a lot of your clients, do they feel the same way that I've been feeling? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, They definitely feel that way. And they also have um, other things they have to worry about Mm. that take a lot of their energy out of them. And what I try to help them focus on is themselves because we can only control ourselves, nobody else. Okay. And the way you want to show up you got to walk the talk. So if you are having trouble with getting yourself up and ready and feeling good, you got to make a change where, you know, what's something that makes you feel good. And just by doing one thing different, it will, by that one thing that's making you feel good, you'll see that you'll eventually be like, okay, I'm going to start doing this too. And then this too. It's not when people think about like, say a goal, right? And there's so many things that they have to do to just get to that goal. It becomes overwhelming. But if you do one thing at a time and build and build and build you're going to get to that goal and you're going to you're going to enjoy the process on the way to getting to that goal i no i i definitely understand what you're saying i feel very overwhelmed a lot of the times i mean even the smallest task i get a little overwhelmed i used to not feel that way it's only it only started this year so that's why I, I had to ask because it, it's it's almost like I wanted you to validate how I'm how I was feeling. Like I like do other people feel this way? It, you know, it's totally normal the way you're feeling. Okay, absolutely. Okay, so and you in, should be very proud of yourself. I'm trying. I mean, th- I gotta say this this show and this podcast, and even talking to you or even other people that I've had on the show, is definitely something that's positive. That, like I said before, that came out of this pandemic, and this that you know, I'm very proud of. You know, something that I'm very proud of that myself and Andrea have created. You know, I never thought in a million years that this would happen. You know, it's took. Yeah, it is. But if I didn't have this, I don't know if I didn't have the show, if I didn't have my podcast and I didn't find the job, my new job or anything like that, I feel like I would have been in, I, I call, I tell Andrea all the time. It's like, almost like I'm slipping into the K hole, you know, it's, you know, I'm just in a very bad, like in a very, like I get, I get into a very dark, dark headspace. Can I, um, suggest something yeah of course so when you find yourself starting to think about that Mm k-hole try to think about 
like what you were talking about with the podcast, the positive stuff, the new job, because you have those things, right? You got that. So when you put your energy into the K-hole, you're giving, you're fueling it. But if you put your energy to the positive, more positive things will happen. I got that job. I have my podcast. I'm grateful, giving gratitude, more of those things will happen. Mm-hmm. And no doubt your mind's going to go back because it's used to doing that, but it's being conscious of it. Mm-hmm. And right away saying, no, stop. I got this, this, and this and smile. Right. I mean, that's, I, I literally have to remind myself every day. It could be a lot, like, you know, I always say like, it could be a lot worse. It could be a lot worse. You know, what's the now, best thing that could happen? What do you mean by the best? What's the best thing that, oh, well, what's, well I always say, what is the worst thing that could happen? I always say that. Of, but instead of saying that, try to say what's the best thing that could happen because then you're putting your energy in, in a, a positive, positive direction. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now with your clients, now you have a specific clientele, right? Yes, but okay. I am say if someone wants to work with me and it's not in that direct area, I don't have a problem. It's just that okay. I am doing well, tell the listeners like okay. what your clientele so I am, is. Yeah, my, I, I'm helping addicts' wives overcome fear and anger to regain self-worth, confidence in themselves, and creating coping skills. Okay. Um, I am doing this because my husband has been here for has been clean for a year, but he was an addict for a good six years. Mm-hmm. And they, I've, because what I've gone through, I know that there's not a lot of support. There is like Al-Anon and right. things like that, but nothing that is really about your mindset and being able to really focus and learn how to focus on you and not and not on them and because I won't you know I remember me feeling like oh I got to remind them to do this oh I got to do you know I got you know everything was about him right and then all of my energy would just be drained out of me depleted right yeah and like honestly the whole point of what I'm trying to help women do is concentrate on them and their children and their their significant other is going to do what they're going to do you have no control over that the most important thing is that you're happy and you are comfortable and confident and know no matter what, 
you and your kids are going to be okay. If you have kids or don't have kids, you're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what the future holds for me and my husband, but I'm doing the best that I can. And I know he's trying as well. Um, But no matter what, at the end of the day, I know me and my kids are going to be okay. That's awesome. That's a good, I got to say, that's a good, I mean, I always, like you said before, like I always go to the negative. That's the best way to go straight to the positive light. Like no matter what, it's going to be good. I'm going to be solid no matter what the outcome is. And now do your clients feel that way? Like it's not going to be okay. I, I, I don't know how to get around this. Like it, it, it just doesn't stop, blah, 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 blah. And they get into, they start panicking and like, cause I, I'm, an, I get like that. I can only imagine, you know? So Ab- do you, yeah. Absolutely. So really um, my clients, so with addiction, um, having a spouse, um, with an addiction, I highly recommend therapy and having a coach because Mm -hmm. your therapist will help you heal from the past trauma and all of that. What I do is help you move forward and become who you want to be. What what does that exactly entail when you say you're going to help them move forward? Like you said, the therapist keep, you know, help you heal heal. and I'm going to work with you with what's like going on right now for you. I'm going to, I'm partnering up with you and I care about you. So I know that you know what's best for you and I'm going to help you figure out whatever inner blocks or outer blocks you may have, and we will figure it out together and we will move forward. Do you also help the addicts also, or just, just their spouses? Um, Addicts need professional help. Okay. Like doctors and, you know, like they need, I Coaches don't touch on um, addicts. They could okay. be going to therapy and have a coach. I, that's okay. okay. I would do that. But um, it's thing is about addicts is that they're manipulative. They tend not to tell the truth. They, they tell you what you want to hear. They can't take responsibility of their own actions. You know, they're, they need to go through treatment, maybe after a couple of years, then they can get a, have a coach, but depending on the person, you know, um, but I'm really here for the people who have been, honestly, personally, I, if you saw me two years ago, I would, I wasn't the same person who I am today. I'm like actually back to my who, meaning like when I was a kid before anyone tried to mold me, mm-hmm. 
that's where I'm getting, that's where I am. Okay. And that's who we truly are. So if you can remember who you were when you were a kid, that, that's who you are. I don't care what other people think. I don't care what other people say. I know who I am. And I can look in the mirror and know that, man, I'm a good person. Right. And I love myself and I love everybody. Mm -hmm. That's just who I am. I, I will be before the pandemic, um, I would be walking in the grocery store. I smile at everyone. I, you know, I'm always smiling and people just start talking to me and sometimes tell me things that they've never told anybody before. It's just something about me that. And it would be like a random stranger. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, I have that face or that energy that people just feel comfortable and I'm so blessed and thankful for it. And I just want, you know, but anyway, what I was saying is like two years ago, my, you know, my husband was an addict. He was Mm -hmm. physically and emotionally abusive to me. And I felt like I deserved it. I felt like I was worthless. Right. And something happened and I snapped out of it. Like once I saw that it started affecting my children, that's when I was like, nope. Enough is enough. Yeah. And like my, my soul or whatever, my spirit just was like to my brain, no more. And wouldn't let my heart be really like, unfortunately with addiction, you have to, if you love that person, Mm -hmm. the only way you could help them is by tough love. Right. And it's not easy. No, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. It is not easy. It's been the hardest thing for me, but it was damn worth it. Because my kids have their dad. Right. Now, what do you say to the clients that you have where their spouses don't feel that there's anything wrong with them? Now, I, I, I bring this up because of my own uh, personal experience. I mean, as I know that you know, but my listeners don't know that I was married to a person that had issues with drinking and never felt that there was anything wrong with him. He felt that this behavior was okay. It was invited and that if he was drinking, he, he would always tell me that it was because of me that he was drinking. You know, he's like, well, you infuriate me or you make me angry. And that's why I'm drinking. And he would always blame me. And, but I would always be angry or upset because he was drinking, but he would make it okay. Like it's okay. I can drink. 
you're like, you're pissing me off. Like, what do you say to those clients? Cause I'm sure it's not easy. And then on top of it, if they feel, if the addicts feel that there's nothing wrong with them, but their spouses feel like there's something wrong. Like, what do you tell, what do you tell them? Cause I'm curious. I, I've always wanted to know. First off, anybody who's had a spouse or a partner with addiction, we all say that it's always our fault. Right. And it's always, we're always the reason why. And it's totally normal to feel that way. Mm-hmm. And it be, it could become like confusing, like, wait, is it me? Like you start like questioning yourself. Right. I question um, myself every day. Like, wow, am I really saying things to really get him to that level that he has to go out and chug a bottle of vodka or whatever it was at the, you know, whatever he could get his hands on? Listen, it wasn't ever you. It's the addiction. They say it's a disease. There's controversy, addiction, disease, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it fogs up, messes with their brain. And the, and the whole thing about when you are addicted to something, mm-hmm. if you could imagine like on your forehead and you're the addict, mm-hmm. it's like uh, a window and you could see through it, mm-hmm. it's your brain. And then there's a little animated guy or girl, whatever it is, poking at it. Like I, you need the alcohol or you need whatever it is. And that's all they can think about. So, and also someone who's an addict is very selfish. It's a selfish um, mentality. Like it's just all about that thing and what it, what the whole addiction or disease, the whole purpose Mm -hmm. is to get what they want, Mm -hmm. lose their job, lose their house, lose their loved ones, lose everything until they die. So someone who has an addiction, that little animated person in their head right when they go into recovery Mm -hmm. it just sits down it's always going to be there waiting Mm. for that weak moment and that's what's so scary about being with an addict because you never know no no you don't and that's what's it's terrifying it's terrifying but if you are happy with you and are doing the things for you mm-hmm. and not putting that energy into the addict and letting them make their own road, you feel like this weight has been taken off of you. And when you know deep down that no matter what, you are going to be okay. What, you know, it's 
it's totally normal to feel the way you felt. I felt it. Anybody with an addict has felt that way because that's the moral of the story. It's they, they can't take responsibility for their own actions. They always have to blame someone why they need to drink. But why do and they also know why they do it? Themselves. They manipulate themselves of why it's okay and they don't have a problem. So they manip. So that little person that you were saying that goes into their head, there. Huh? You, are you saying that that per, that little person is manipulating their brain? Because I was gonna say, what makes it okay for them to feel like it's They're okay? I'm gonna blame you because this is, you know, I don't. I never understood that. That I just they never manipulate understood. themselves. I'm like, uh, you know, and then what bothered me is that. He would blame me. And then I'm, I used to always say, I'm not the one who's holding the bottle. I'm not the one who's drinking the drink. You're drinking the drink. You're the one who's guzzling it or drinking it down. How you should. You're absolutely right. Blame yourself. Like, why yeah. are you blaming me? And he they can't, they're not. You, you, this is the one that he used to say to me all the time. He's like, you get me to that point. You get me to that point. And I used to, it really used to get me angry, upset, you know, and then I would almost felt, and I'm I'm sure your clients felt this way, guilty. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I was like, oh my God, am I really doing something wrong? You weren't and at all. And all you were really doing was loving that person and caring for them and trying to help them. Um, Unfortunately, I can relate to my clients can relate. My, my spouse group can relate. Um, listen, I, I was made to, I am such a laid back, easygoing kind of person. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot to push me to the point that I'm angry. And it would really, really upset me when people thought, my in-laws particularly, thought I'm the problem because that's what they were told that I'm the reason I, I yell and I bitch, but if you know me, Mm -hmm. if I'm yelling, you deserve to be yelled yelled at, at. right? Because it takes a lot to get me there. So, um, that was a real challenge for me, but like I said, (laughs) I'm at a point that I don't care what other people think, who I am or whatever. I know who I am. I'm proud of who I am. And I wouldn't be where I am today if I wasn't who I am. I like that, that you said that. Because you, I had to remind myself when I was going through my separation there were days and there were times where like, did I make the right choice by leaving? You know? Absolutely. And I'm like, do I deserve more? I, I can't 
this this is too much of this is a vicious cycle it cannot be stopped and there were other things other factors that that went into our separation and now divorce but that was i would i always say what are my top three the drinking is definitely in the top three um my next question to you is now because I'm a person who has left that spouse, how do you help the, the now for, uh, if let's speak pretend I'm one of your clients, mm -hmm. how do you help me move forward? Because obviously that was traumatic and I went through a trauma. How do you help that person move forward? I have now taken myself out of that negative situation, but I will forever even with Sean, Sean sometimes always says like, I'm not your ex-husband. I'm not your ex-husband. You, you have to stop, you know, we're two different people. I'm not him. I'm not going to be, you know, negative or nasty or whatever. You know, sometimes I get upset if he has like a cocktail and he, you know, and I'm like, mm, don't, let's not get too carried away. And he always says, you have to stop. Cause now you're comparing, you know, how do you help? that person move forward? Um, how I would help you move forward is that I would say I'm really proud of you. Thank you. For getting out because that's not easy. And that who you're with now is different mm -hmm. than who that was. But you need thing is like you need to heal and know eventually over time by Sean sorry by it's okay I say Sean it's, it's okay okay yeah, yeah no it's okay it's fine, um, fine by him proving to you and not doing the actions that your ex-husband would do right. eventually it will become normalized for you okay because the trauma just doesn't go away it's i feel like no, it's, it's in there it's it's a process mm -hmm. and you have to just trust the process and when you do start feeling the anxiety or whatever comes up for you because of your past try to remind yourself I'm not there anymore. Right. That's hard. Not him. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. hard. Absolutely. Hey, it's not easy. Right. <laughs> but I feel bad. And I, I feel bad. I feel bad because it's not, I told him the other day, it's not you. It's, it's like, it's other stuff that it's still bothering me. He's like, it's been, he's like, Liz, it's been God, how many years now? And it's been a long time, but I always say the trauma is, doesn't go away. It takes, I feel like it takes a really long time. Yeah. And, and you I, you're going uh, to a therapist, right? Yeah. And I was going to, yeah, but not recently. I haven't, which is bad because I was going for a while, like steadily. And, yeah. um, I, you know, and I do take an antidepressant and, you know, it, it's been very helpful, but, um, I should go back. 
I was just waiting for this pandemic to pass, you know, so yeah, I can, honestly, I, like I said, the, the one-on-one personally for me was always doing it, you know? Yeah. And honestly, um, if you were my client, I would highly recommend to taking the ELI because then I could t- further help you and you would know what you would want to work on exactly. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Because you'll see, like, where is it coming from? I would say it's the trauma. Are you saying? Are you saying where is the trauma? No, like because you you um you say that you don't like using the word victim. You're a survivor, and you absolutely you are. Mm -hmm. Um, But once you are um, conscious and knowledgeable about the seven levels of energy and you can pinpoint, oh, I feel like that, that resonates with me. Oh, Mm -hmm. I understand now why I do that. And you learn by having this knowledge and consciousness, you're able to pinpoint things and start not to to default. Personally, me, I, um, when I drop out of my energetic profile and a stressor comes in, I go to level two and that's like anger and fight. And then I drop down to one, which is like victim and okay feeling bad or whatever. Um, then I jump right back to five, but, um, and you know, that's, you know, I, um, I am high energy and I'm, I'm very open-minded and I don't judge. I, because I don't want to be judged. I'm not perfect. I'm far from perfect, but I try to be better and better every day. Um, and me being knowledgeable and knowing I can stop myself from defaulting to that level too. And thinking about, okay, taking a couple deep, just by taking a couple deep breaths and thinking, what's the best way I can react to get what's going to benefit me? You know what I mean? And it's, it's really amazing. It, it truly is. I love it. And I love helping people and striving. I love seeing others succeed and being happy. Like it hurts when I see someone hurting or sad. And all I wanna do is be able to take it away, but I can't. I can only promise you or show you, I will show up for you a hundred percent, but you're the one who has to do the actions too. Right. Put in the work. Yeah. Gotcha. You know, because I don't tell you what to do. I'm not ever going to tell anybody what to do. I know my clients know what they need to do. I'm just going to help them figure out what, what, how, and what, they need to do and go about it. Gotcha. Now, what level would you say? I'm, I always used to say this all the time about myself. 
I'm sure your clients felt feel this way also is I'm constantly in fight or flight mode. Like what level would you say that's at? Fight or flight? Yeah. I still uh, that I'm still that way. I don't and I can't shut that off. And that came with with being in the marriage and stuff and I carried that into my, you know, the life that I have now. Which I don't I don't I don't know how to like shut that off. Well, that that's instinct. We okay. all have fight or flight and we are all one through seven levels. Mm-hmm. We're not just, oh, I'm this level or that, whatever. It, it fluctuates. And just by understanding um, fight or flight is kind of between one and two. Okay. I would say, um, but that, that's a really important and there's a purpose for all these levels. And, um, that's like back, that's like ingrained in us from like the caveman days. Right. When there was like a lion or something like, you know what I mean? Right. Um, of course. So we, I always, like I said, I feel like I'm, so it's normal. So it's because my friends used to always say like Liz, Liz was always in a constant, like in constant fight or flight mode for years, for years. It was constant. Like I couldn't shut it off. I still feel that way now at times. I mean, it's not as bad as it used to be, but like, I, it, I didn't know how to like shut it off. It was just like, okay, well, you know, and I always had to fight even, even recently, like I felt like, okay, I got to go. I can't, I can't, you know, I'm always like, I I, I can't, you know, and I make an excuse to leave or do something or be dramatic or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, what I would say is it's not about turning it off. It's asking why, why are you in flight or fight or flight mode? Yeah. Well, I would say this, it's, it obviously stems from my, when I was married to my ex-husband, I, you know, I always felt like I had a needed, like an escape is that sounds bad. This is horrible that I'm even saying this, but I always feel like I have to hatch. Even now, I always feel like I have to hatch an escape plan. Like just in case if God forbid something happens, even with Sean or anything. Like, I just feel like I, it's, it's, and it's not his fault. It's, I, it's, it's the fear. It's my fear of like, okay, something bad's going to happen. I got to get, I got to, I have to escape right away and not be so tied down to anything because I felt like when I tried the, you know, it, like they always say it takes like seven tries. I am sure you know this. It's, uh, isn't it like seven tries to leave an abusive relationship or it takes seven times or seven times or seven tries to leave a negative situation or whatever it is. So I felt like for many years, I tried to leave that horrible situation, but it took a long time for me to get to that point. So now after the divorce has been final and it's been years and whatnot, I still feel like, okay, I I won't, I, I have all these, like, I call them roadblocks. Like, I won't do this and I won't do that because if something, you know, goes wrong here, I have an escape plan over there. 
And that to me is my fight or flight mode. And I, I don't know, I, I, it's still to this day, I can't shut it off. It's not as bad as it used to be. I'm getting to like a better place mentally with that, but I still feel like in the back of my mind, it's still sitting there, you know, like, okay, I have something cooking. It, it sounds like you, it get, brings you comfort to have a plan B. Mm-hmm. And it does because of your experience, what, what you, happened to you in the past mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with having a plan B. Okay. It, you know, to be honest, like you're just protecting yourself, but when it comes, if you're like, if it's bringing you anxiety and things like that that's when you know what's that about why why is this going on yeah I don't I honestly it it definitely like I said before it all stems from years ago and I just I don't know I don't know when to just like you said, I, I just, I can't get it to stop. And it, do you, now will that, will I be, will I be, what, what is the word? Will I be carrying that around forever? Like, is that something that like, well, ex- through experiences you learn, mm-hmm. you know, through certain situations you, you learn. And um, it sounds like you are because of that past experience you now feel like you always have to have a plan b Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with having a plan b Mm -hmm. but if what are you what do you want what what do you want to feel like i don't like somebody had said to me the other day I can't remember who, but they had had asked me, you know, isn't that funny that, you know, your ex-husband has moved on and gotten married and had children of his own and blah, 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 and you have it. And I had said, for, and I said, for good reason. And, and it's, I said, not everybody is, as like his journey is not the same as my journey. I want something obviously different for myself, but I have... I say marriage and children are not in my cards. And I'm wondering if I say that as because like, I see them as like, almost like as for me as a potential like roadblock, like, oh my God, I'll be stuck in this situation forever. And I don't want that feeling. I'm just afraid. I, I like almost like the feeling of being tied down again. You know, it's like, that's, you know, as soon as you feel, I always say, I say it like this, like, it's almost like when my divorce was finalized, I felt like I could come up and breathe, you know, and the fear of being tied down by, uh, you know, another marriage and children really frightens me. It really does. And I call them like, I I don't want to, I don't want to call them roadblocks because they're not exactly roadblocks, but like. I feel like the fight or flight mode has something to do with like the fear, my fear of being like being stuck in a situation, because even if you do get divorced and you have a child with this other person, you still have to deal with, obviously 
you still have to deal with that uh, that person for the rest of your life. And I'm afraid of like, okay, I, I just don't want to be stuck in a negative situation is really what it comes down to. So I, I need to have the means to escape always. Now, I have other reasons why I don't want to get married and have children there, you know, which are much bigger than that. But that is one of the main reasons. I'm, do your clients feel that way also? Um, listen, everybody, mm-hmm. it is totally normal how you're feeling. And also, not one person has the same journey. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a different journey, a unique journey. And that's what makes people so amazing and beautiful and great because we're not all the same. Right. And society tries to, you know, puts this, you know, this box, right? And if you right. don't fit in that box and you're an out, there's something wrong with you or you're weird or whatever, but it's time to break the mother effing box because we're not meant to be in a box. If you, if there was a fish and it was trying to, cl- you know, it was being judged about how it climbs a tree, it would think it's stupid for its whole life. You put it in water and see you, see you later. You know what I mean? It's just, right. I forgot who was um, that phrase is from, but it, it um, makes sense. Mm-hmm. And just because your ex has moved on and got married and had kids, that's his journey. Right. No one should ever make you feel bad that you don't because it doesn't sound like that's what you want and you need to know that that's okay that's okay and be proud of who you are and good for you like do you and make we only get one life right make it the Best. best freaking one you can right and yeah, so it's, it's normal to feel the way you feel. I'm sorry that society made this box. I never fit into this box a day of my life. Mm-hmm. And I would never want to fit in the box. Yeah, I just, I, I somebody had said like, you, I, you talk yourself out of those things because you're afraid. And I said, it's, it's deeper than that. It's so much deeper than that. It, it's, you know, there are obviously other factors on why I choose that this, this lifestyle, but because, but there are things that had happened in my past because I have chosen that this lifestyle. Is that normal too? Yeah. Okay. Everything's no, listen, no matter what. I sound probably crazy. Like why is she always wanting to feel like this is normal? I just, because everyone thinks I'm that it's not that it's weird, but like, like that everyone I'm just not cookie cutter. Normal. You know what I'm saying? I just don't. Listen, everyone wants to feel normal. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with feeling like you want to know, like, does other people feel this way? You're not the only one who feels this way. And you're not going to be the only one to ever feel this way. Mm-hmm. Um, there's plenty of people 
who've decided not to get married and have children. There's plenty of people who have decided to get married and have children. There's people who have the same sex marriage and decide not to have children and some do have children. You know what I mean? And everyone has their own unique journey and it's okay to not fit into that box. There's nothing wrong with not having children. There's nothing wrong with not getting married. Okay. I there's just, an, and I mean, there's I, a lot of people that make you feel bad and shame yeah, on them. Yeah. Shame on them. And um, it's uh, they somebody had said that 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 they're projecting onto you. Absolutely. When people say things to you, it's not about you. It's about them. Mm-hmm. It is because if so, for example, mm-hmm. say I told someone my dream. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no way, like you can't do that. Or like, I, this is what I've gotten told my whole life. Y- you know, um, you're not able to do that. Or um, why, why don't you do this mm-hmm. instead? And it's because it's not their dream. Right. And they can't picture themselves doing that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I do get what you're saying. So that's why a lot of people say, if you're going to do something, don't tell anybody, just do it. Okay. I also like, don't want to also, if I was to make that decision or that choice, I am not a person that likes to like half-ass anything. So if I was going to do it, I would want to put like my be, I would want to be present and put my all into it. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I feel like I can't commit to something like that now. And I'm, I, I'm going to be 35. Like, am I ever going to be able to commit to something like that? So it's, it's almost like you're, I'm between a rock and a hard place because I'm at at a certain age and. But it depends on what you want, right? Like you got to figure out what do you want and not live in your past because you're not there anymore. Right. That is gone. Right. It ain't ever coming back and you don't ever have to look back. And you don't really have to worry about your future. You just worry about now. The present, right. And figure out what you truly want. Not what other people want for you. Mm -hmm. What Liz wants. Wow. I feel like we're on such a tangent with me. (laughs) We're supposed to be talking about you and your clients. But I feel like I'm a client now. Uh, <laughs> but yes, I, I uh, yeah. No, I'm glad that you said that because it's like every single time I go out somewhere, it's like somebody always like, oh, you're not married yet or you haven't had a baby. And I'm like, is there something, you know, like my baby is this podcast. This is my baby and my dog. <laughs> I was going to say your dog. <laughs> the dog, the dog is always with me. But like, you know, I, I feel like 
I want to be more in the mindset of concentrating on this, this platform on this show, on this podcast. This is what like, I want to put my more, my focus on this. I, I, you know, and I think that's, you know, is that something that you talk to your clients about? Like you have them focus on like, like one specific area. Yeah. So pretty much what happens after you take the ELI and we figure out what you want to work on. Mm-hmm. I encourage you to think about something you want to work on for that hour. Cause I'm mm-hmm. going to ask you the same five questions every time we get on the phone. So I know, and I have clarity of what your goal is. And, um, so that's your job is to think about what you want to work on. So you get the most value mm-hmm. of that hour gotcha. and you know, we move on from there for whatever you want. It's really up to you what you want to work on. And that's, um, you know, cause really is I want you right to get the most value out of me as possible. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So I have one last question for you. Cause I feel like we've been going at it for a while now. All right. Uh, I want my viewers to know where they can find you, give them all your information social media, all that. And, um, you know, give them all that information. Sorry. I feel like I had some, add something else to add to that, but yes, I wanted my viewers to know they're in help or they're in need or they need coaching or any type of, you know, they need some sort of inspiration in their life. Where can they find you? What platforms, you know, what, where's your, your social media is? Absolutely. I, um, I have a, I have a website. It's www.francescapanbianco.com. Okay. And right there, you can click on um, to contact me and you'll eat, you'll go right to my email and okay. you get a discovery call. So it's a free session and see if I bring value, you see the value in it. Um, and I'm also on Instagram, which is coach Francesca 014 and I am on Facebook and you can find me um, there as Mm -hmm. Francesca Reese Panabianco Mm -hmm. and uh, I also have a free group that Mm -hmm. is called addict addict wives support group dash your happy place gotcha thank you which is a safe place to be able to vent and I post stuff and we can contact and. Do you work, do you work with any um, health insurance companies that if somebody couldn't afford to do the coaching, is there any way that somebody can, you can go through their health insurance to, you know, contact you or go through any type of insurance companies, or is this just a pay out of pocket type of. It's a pay out of pocket, but honestly, If you really want something mm-hmm. and you see the value, it doesn't, you always are able to make it work. And I also have packages, could do payments and you can't really put a price on right. 
investing in yourself. Yeah. Being better. Can't put a, you can't put a price on your mental health. Yeah. I always say that. Yeah. Even though I do sometimes. So. But it's I if feel- you see the value and you see, you feel, you know, that connection and you know that this is going to work. This, you know, you know that there's value in this. This is going to bring me out of where I am now. And Mm -hmm. knowing why do you want to change now? What is it about now? And, and if you don't invest in yourself, what's the, what's going to happen? What, where are you going to be in six months from now? Are you going to be the same or worse? Right. You know, or you can invest in yourself and be a whole lot better. (laughs) Right. Right. Well, I think that's like a great place to leave it there. I want to say thank you again for doing this. You've helped me out. You helped me out today tremendously. I appreciate it. And thank you for coming on the show. This was amazing. And I would love to have you back. Oh, thank you so much. And I, I, you know, I, I love it. I, I really, I'm honored and I really enjoyed it. So thank oh, you. And I'd love to you. come back. Of course, of course. <laughs> All right, we'll leave it there. Thank you, Francesca, for coming on. And guys, we'll be, be well, sorry, we'll be back in a couple weeks with a new episode. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Long Island Ladies Podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Thanks for listening. Cheers.